0: self-care. Freedom is self-care. It's not about pedicures. It's not about clothing. It's
1: not about trips.
0: Join us as we journey through sharing together. Today, I'm sitting down with Tree Fairfax. She is a mother, business owner, and makes beautiful leather goods. We talk about her journey through entrepreneurship and leaving her nine to five just last year to pursue entrepreneurship full-time. Her story is very inspiring, and I think you all are going to enjoy it. This is Tree's story. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Tree, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm great and excited. I'm excited, too. So before we get started, please let the Hey Girl listeners know who you are and what you do.
1: I go by the nickname Tree. My real name is Tricia. And I am the creator of Tree Fairfax, and I make handmade leather goods. Um, And I'm also a mom of two, can't really say kids anymore because they're adults, so they're in (laughs) their 20s. And I'm married, and I live in Virginia. So I
0: found you through my friend Erica, who's a photographer, And she shared your beautiful leather goods and I was blown away and immediately wanted to know more about your story, especially with you being a woman of color, a mother, a wife and all the things. Um, And you mentioned something pretty exciting to me when we first connected on Instagram that you had recently left your traditional job to pursue um, your brand full time. So let's start with how using your hands to make these beautiful purses and waist bags, how that came to be for you.
1: I guess I started my Etsy shop. That was the very beginning in 2008. And I had dabbled in other things uh, before that. So just making shirts and clothes and just trying to figure out just things on my own because I had broad shoulders and I could never find things that fit me. So I started playing around with uh, fabric at first. And then I started dabbling to, hmm, I probably could make a handbag. And it very first started with going to Goodwill and thrift shop and taking things apart like old leather jackets and started sewing. And I was sewing by hand at first. And uh, then my husband actually bought me my first sewing machine. And he actually showed me how to thread it, and work it, and everything. I'm not one for reading directions and all those things. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, I'll just show me some pictures or I'll try to figure it out. Yeah. So you know, he showed me the whole thing, set it up. Well, and I would carry some of these things for of that, and people would ask about them. Uh, so then I started getting really into it, and then I thought, you know what, I probably could sell these because people were asking to buy them, and so very first I started off with recycled leather, like I was just reclaiming old leather bags and stuff, and people would bring them to me. My mom would look through her closet, give me old leather jackets, and people would drop off their stuff to me so wow. that I could play around with it and make it. Like, it it became a really big thing and really supportive of people that knew me. And then I just started getting into, like, ordering my own leather and playing around with shapes and I would literally just lay it on the ground and just you know sit down, look at it, play around with it, manipulate the leather, and then it just kept growing. And I think it was just like my passion behind it, and I I was really excited about it. Mm-hmm. And also, I knew that I didn't want to work for somebody the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And um, and you know, just being a mom, and when you start off when you're really young, being a mom, it's like you're always trying to catch up financially and so I'm just trying to think of ways to, like, better my life and my children's lives. And so i really, like, put all my time and energy into it. And it just kept growing, and I kept getting better. And um, it just grew from there. So really, 2008, when I started my Etsy shop, and really, if you will, all the way back there, I'm just, some of the stuff I look at and think, <laughs> oh, my God, somebody bought this. <laughs> 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 I look at and think, oh, my God, really... Um, a long way because you don't think about I, I think about it like how I look at my plants that are growing in my house, and it's like all of a sudden I'll see these little buds, and I'm like, When did that pop out? When right, did that right. grow? And that's how I feel about myself. Like, sometimes I'll look back and go, Gosh, I didn't even realize that I had learned more or gotten better because you're just in the move of it and you're not really noticing it. And so it started from there. So, 2008, I started Etsy, and then Just last year, I started my own website, so I still have my Etsy, but then I started my own website, and Instagram really changed my life, changed my business and everything.
0: I was was just about to ask um, about how social media has impacted your business, but before we talk about that, um, leaving your 9 to 5, when... When did you know you were ready to take that leap of um, faith that, you know, I'm, I'm tired of working for someone else. I have this thing, this beautiful thing that I can nurture and that people want. Um, and I'm going to I'm going to go for it.
1: I think I really knew when I was having to say a prayer every time I pull in the parking lot at work. Oh, <laughs> wow. I'm like, yeah, I, I just knew like I wasn't happy and I'm all about balance and being at peace and you know everything doesn't have to be perfect but i just want to feel good about it and i knew that i wasn't feeling good about going to work and i knew that my attitude or how i was feeling could affect other people around me i knew it affected my family and because i just wasn't happy and i realized i keep calling my husband on my lunch break saying how i just i don't want to do this anymore Mm. and I would think about it, too. i took out the phone. I'm like, that's so negative, and I feel like I'm bringing him down, or my family. I'll call my sister, or, you know, I'm talking to people and thinking, all right, what do I need to do? So instead of complaining about it and, you know, what do I need to do? And that's when I started getting even more serious about my business and about my finances, and I set a goal mm-hmm. for myself. I had a certain dollar amount that I said, all right, I'm going to have this certain dollar amount saved up, and then that's it. And, you know, and I had made a little list, so it was starting my website, um, getting my inventory up as far as, like, my supplies that I needed, just so I could have everything in order. And so then I set a date, and I'm all about writing things down, because that really changes everything for me. Once I write it down, and I have it, and, you know, you've affirmed it, and you're you trying to manifest this thing, so it's... That was the main thing of writing it down. I could see it, and I had little sticky notes in my cubicle Mm
0: -hmm.
1: of, like, little reminders. Nobody really knew what they were. I just had them there for me. And I set a date, and I was like, all right, 2018 is the last year I'm going to work for anybody else. And um, I kept changing the date, you know, pushing it back. So I was getting excited. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, why well, do I have do this the rest of the year? And I'm like, no, no, no. I have bills to pay off. I credit cards to pay off. And um, I prayed about it a lot. Talked to my family about it a lot, my husband. Um, just because it's a scary thing to not have health insurance at your job. I have it with my husband. But anything could happen. Right. And I thought, you know, I'm not even going to live in fear. Like, fear takes over so much. And it keeps you from being able to do the things you really want to do. And I'm like, anything could happen anyway. Right. Anyway. So I just, right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I thought, I'm just going to step out on faith. I'm not going to allow fear to just suck me in all the time. And I just made a decision, and I just kept feeling, like, this goodness. Like, the more I thought about it and I was sitting at work, I felt a little better because I knew I had an exit plan mm. and actually ended up writing my notice uh, sooner than I had planned on. And there was also, you know, another thing was my business was growing. So I was spending a lot of time going from work to straight home and to sewing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and packing orders. and do, And I was... It was affecting my sleep because and I normally never have problems going to sleep, but I came out of sleep so I'm thinking I gotta get this done and when am I gonna get it done? And I would get up at five forty five in the morning, and I would be up taking pictures, packing orders and before I go to work and I thought I can't keep doing this because my health is important, getting sleep is important. So it was kinda like that tug and pull, too of just being feeling overwhelmed and having so much to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I kind of like you know looked at my business and thought, all right I could do this. And it was the best thing I ever did. and it was just like believing in myself like the, that was the best thing I've ever done was believing in myself.
0: Look, we get it. Your child is incredibly curious and a lot of toys and activities these days just don't keep their attention. Well, keep them engaged with hours of fun with Little Passports. Little Passports is a subscription box full of toys and games for children of all ages that educates and entertains. For twelve ninety five per month, there's tons to explore right from your own home. Little Passports box is delivered right to your door every month and each package contains exciting, hands-on learning for kiddos three and up. You can feed their inner scientist with the science expedition pack, which is full of cool experiments to try, or you can even make your own slime. And just for my listeners, Little Passports is offering 15% off of any subscription. That means your child could be flying rockets or looking through a microscope in no time. Use offer code HEYGIRL at checkout for 15% off your order. That's heygirl at littlepassports.com. That is really magical because I don't I, I I think people forget and myself included how important self-belief is, like even yeah. through those moments of fear, because in those moments of fear, that's when yeah. we step back and we're like, no, never mind. Right. Like, I can't do that. I'm not going to do that. But being able to yeah. look fear in the face and say, I'm still going to do it anyway. And I believe yeah. that I can make this happen like that is absolutely powerful. And that is standing in our power. Um Yes. Be it, you know, starting a business, growing a business, be it changing a career, whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't it doesn't really have a a specific look, you know, but that's but that right. self-belief is just it's it's huge. So I think it's really amazing that you have two adult children and that you are living your dream, you know, despite being yeah. a mother and a wife and you're really leaning into your joy. So I want to talk about that a little bit because I know as mothers, we can sometimes we put life on hold or on the back burner because we have children to raise and we because we have a home to nurture. What made you feel safe enough and secure enough in yourself to be like, I owe myself this and I'm going to do it?
1: You know, what? I had to actually realize that because, like you're saying, as a mom, you're putting so many other things and people ahead of you, and you're always just concerned about your children and their happiness, and I worry about my parents, and you're doing all these things, and then I realized that I'm like, I'm forgetting about myself because, Mm. you know, when my kids were still in school, when they were in high school... And I started to realize that I was kind of like, you know, from being at work, I'm not a big people person. Most people probably think that I am, but I'm not. And I love being, like, by myself and having that alone time. And then maybe because I was a single mom for uh, a little while mm-hmm. before I met my husband. And I, you know, had to deal with my kids by myself and, you know, just the struggles of doing that. And it's a lot, you um, And so I would tell my kids sometimes, like, Okay, listen, this is when they were old enough that when I first get off work, I'm gonna give myself thirty minutes to kind of like decompressed from work and all the things of talking to everybody at work. And I want to hear your stories about school and cause I want to be able to enjoy and listen to those things. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't want to
1: go like, Oh God, I got to listen and talk about these things. So <laughs> right, right. I'm like, I so I would start like setting those little boundaries of saying, just give me 30 minutes and then I'll just be, you know, refreshed or I would take the long way home from work. And kind of like listen to my music to kind of like get my mind together. And mm-hmm. then, you know, oh, one good thing was that it's so crazy because it was so hard being 18 when I had my son and then 21 when I had my daughter. And it was hard doing that by myself. And I just kept thinking, gosh you know, I'm not going to really have any freedom till I'm 40 because I'm like <laughs> counting it down. Like, what am I going to have freedom to do so? Yeah. Could you lose all of that, those young years where everybody else is just themselves out? And so um, I kind of, I guess along the way, you kind of figure out what you really need to do for yourself. And I knew that I needed to change some things. Like I still want to give 100% to them, Mm -hmm. but I still have to give something to myself Mm -hmm. because then I can't be good to them if I'm not good to myself. And thankfully I had them when I was younger because when I really started getting into sewing and my business started growing, they were getting older. Yeah. And so it actually became a blessing too that I did have them when I was younger because when I really started getting deep into it, I didn't have to worry about a lot of things. They were driving by then and doing their sports. So it wasn't that I spent too much time away from them. They were getting older and then off to school. And mm-hmm. so, it, and, it, and it's hard to, you know, being married too, because I'm I'm so in then I have to think, oh gosh, you know, I haven't spent time with my husband and I know he understands my dreams and what I want to do, but you still have to balance that too. So it was just making little things, little decisions of changing a few little things so that I, I could do that too. But it was very important to get back to what you're asking it to make time for myself and believe in myself because I knew that I needed to be happy too. What has
0: making handbags specifically taught you about? Because I see, especially on your social media, you have so many different types of women wearing your bags, young, old, black, white, Asian, Mm -hmm. Latina, all everyone has a bag. And it's just (laughs) like, I, I love that. So how has it taught you the importance of community and bringing people together from all walks of
1: life? It has been the most amazing thing. Like, I don't even know how you explain it and how it even came about. But I'll get, like, messages in my DM and people, you know, really caring about what they spend their money on Mm -hmm. and asking questions. And I would take those questions that they ask into consideration about, well, you know, how can I make my my business better that, you know, everybody feels like it's something for them Mm. and not just a specific size? because. You know, I grew up with my mom and my sister were both, like, five one, five two, 5'2", and I was I was 5'6", and I wasn't small. My sister and my mom were super tiny. And I came out, I always said my dad was just praying for a boy because when I came out, it was like I had his shoulders, his height, his feet, <laughs> and I never, like, fit into those things like my mom and my sister. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's why I started creating, too, because things didn't fit me. And so... I think that helped a lot with my business, too, because I like to offer something that every size, mm-hmm. if you're really, really petite, and if you're not, if you're in between, whatever, that these things will work for you and your body type, hopefully. And it's just that the support has been so amazing from so many different people and not just uh, women with men, just anybody mm-hmm. and it's just been such a great thing and it's been so powerful too for my business and just the word of mouth but that community all these amazing people sharing my work and like really being thoughtful and how they describe it and and maybe make a video and show how they wear it and it's just been so amazing and that's one thing I like how the internet and Instagram has changed my life but I definitely feel a community Like, this huge support system of people that I've never even met in person, mm-hmm. but that really care and believe in what I do and believe in it enough to share it with other people. And it has just been, the like, the biggest blessing. Because I feel it. Like, when I send messages to them, I'm like, I feel the love. Like, I really mean that. I feel it. Mm-hmm.
0: really amazing it's it's really amazing and to know that people are um, supporting small businesses supporting black women in business um, it's it's just magical and your accessories are timeless like I gave my mom one of the um, waste bags, the black one that I had purchased. I gave (laughs) it to her for Christmas. And it's a timeless piece. Like, she's going to have that for years and then, you know, could possibly hand it down to my oldest daughter, you know? And I think that that's really important when it comes to fashion, especially fashion that is um, sustainable and, like, it's quality over quantity. And I just really admire what you're doing.
1: I appreciate that so much. That gives me chills because someone had sent me a message that said, oh, I'm going to pass this down to my family. And I thought, what? Mm-hmm. Like, it just, that means so much uh, to me because there's so much time that goes into it by hand. And it makes me work even harder because it's not an easy thing. And I've told people that, you know, going to work every day, clocking in and out is so much easier yeah. than running your own business because it's 24 hours. And there's so much that you have to do and you're learning as you go. So when people give me such positive feedback, like it just reassures me that, okay, I know, you know, I'm doing the right thing and I don't mind spending those hours being up or icing my wrist. So, (laughs) you know, I still want to keep it handmade, but I, I also want to make sure I take care of myself too. But it means so much like with, what you said, that it means a lot. So it, it reassures me that, you know, doing all this is for good reason. Mm-hmm. So before we
0: wrap up, I definitely want to talk about your making process and how it may even serve as a form of meditation. What is your process like, and how do you use making things for people that they're going to have for years to come? as a form of your self-care practice and unwinding, if that's even a thing. Yeah, actually it
1: is. Because for me, sewing by hand is, it is like a meditation for me. Half of the time I'm sitting with my legs crossed and in the middle of a bed. And a lot of times I don't have the TV on or music. My son will come home and he's like, what are you doing? It's so quiet in here. But it's just peaceful because in the morning I can hear the birds chirping Mm -hmm. and I'm just sitting and sewing and even trying to like quiet my mind because that was something that I've learned um, with all the thoughts and things going on and that could just put more pressure on you. And so I just try to keep it like really low key and relaxed and when I need to get up, I'll get up and move around and but it's definitely I know a lot of people say like knitting and things like that, almost like a form of meditation and you're kind of like winding down. it's not a stressful thing and I think that how I created each piece so that it's something that's not hard or stressful for me to do is something really simple and easy and it doesn't bring me any extra uh, stress in my life and so I think my, my biggest part of when I'm creating, I like to be in a space where it's just like easy going. I may like an instant. Mm. Um, sometimes I'm listening to Miles Davis or you know different things. Just depending on what mood I'm mean. mm-hmm. in. I may listen to a Kendrick Lamar. It just depends like yeah. how I want to feel that day. But um, it's definitely a peaceful thing. Like I look forward to getting up in the morning and going in there and so or cutting my pieces out and all those things. So it's, it's definitely helped keep my life calmer just sitting and sewing because I can do it anywhere. I could go sit outside if I wanted to and sew if I want to soak up some of the sun and mm-hmm. get some fresh air. Mm-hmm. It's um, It, it helps for me. It's, it's peaceful for
0: me. On the days where it could be kind of challenging, like, there's a lot of orders to fill and you're reaching, you know, the, your, your deadline or maybe, yeah. you know, you don't feel like it <laughs> or maybe, oh, yeah. <laughs> or maybe <laughs> materials didn't come in on time or whatever have you that happens with entrepreneurship yeah. and running a business. How do you nurture yourself during the moments that aren't
1: meditative and peaceful? I have learned to uh, forgive myself for things like if I make mistakes and I have made mistakes. And um I have sent out a bag and forgot to hammer the rivet onto the belt buckle. Uh-oh. And actually <laughs> sent it out, put it in the mailbox. And there were like, three bags, put it in the mailbox. By the time I drove away, I realized I didn't hammer those down. And I'm in full panic mode. Because my thing is, this is the first time someone's going to get this bag mm. And I just was just like sick to my stomach, you know, just like, what do I do if so I came straight home, made three extra belts, sent it out to them, sent emails so that they could get it the same day because once it's in that box, I can get it out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like getting straight home and my family's like, calm oh, down. I mean, you're human. And I'm like, yeah, this is the first time they're going to get this bag. And I just was thought about it. I'm like, okay, stop flipping out. What's done is done. I make peace with it. I correct the situation, send out the emails, and, um, you know, fix it that way. Or, And when you say, like, something doesn't come in, that causes stress because you're, like, you're on this timeline. You want to get these things done. I've had leather come in that wasn't right or damaged. And those things happen all the time, Mm -hmm. all the time. And I can feel myself getting to where i'm stressed and i'm getting moody and then i'm like okay bring it back down a (laughs) notch because if it's something that i can't actually control i have no control over that so thankfully just learning to like be patient with myself and be understanding and hopefully that other people are understanding if my timeline changes and um i mean it's that's a battle too like there's so many good parts but there's definitely a lot of hard parts and I can guarantee it's probably at least once a week something goes wrong and it's like what in the world and I know now too that just because I plan something out doesn't mean that's how it's going to work mm-hmm. i learned that so yeah. much yeah I could have a plan that not I not mean it's all going to work out that way and uh, just trying to keep myself calm during those times especially if something that's out of my control The Hey Girl
0: podcast is a member of The District Productive. Produced by Paul, Woody Woodhall, and me, Alex L. Music by DC's own Kokai.